Broadcasting from Alito to Alton, from Champaign to Chicago, and from Robinson to Rockford, this is the Sports Spectacular, powered by IlliniGuys.com. Yep, it's the Sports Spectacular. If you're tuning in right now, that means the weekend is here. Another Illini football game on tap, and this time it's the battle for the cannon. Illinois at Purdue. We've got complete coverage on the way. As always, no shortage of fireworks this hour. He's a legend from the Sporting News, Big Ten Network, and Fox Sports as well. Mike DeCorsi standing by in our newsmaker line to talk about the upcoming hoop season. It is upon us. We'll also chat with Scott Ritchie of the Champagne News Gazette as we look ahead to this uh, matchup with the Boilermakers. And we will ask our Brad some pressing questions as well. Larry Smith strapped in and behind the wheel. Mike Cagley and Brad Sturdy telling me where to go. Gentlemen. Larry, don't miss the turnoff to Victory Lane, please. (laughs) (laughs) Victory Lane would be a great place to go right now in football season, wouldn't it? Yes, it would. This, this, it's this under GPS, construction. This GPS isn't working. Come on, let me, let me recalculate. We're going to get there. We're going to get there. Especially in the last five minutes. <laughs> exactly. Sore um, subject, sore subject. Yeah, that hurts. That hurts. It's too early. It's too soon. Too soon. Uh, we'll get to football in a moment. But, um, guys, I want to start with uh, uh, your thoughts on the new contract for uh, Brad Underwood uh, that came late last week. Now, Illinois Athletic Director Josh Whippen showed us earlier this year that he plays a different game than his predecessors. What a statement he makes with this Underwood contract extension. Yeah, I think Whitman showed that he thinks Underwood's the guy. He's got the right, um, you know, I guess from the, he's won the games, but he's also, he's just got, Underwood has a presence about him that allows him to be successful both on the recruiting trail and on the court. And, and Whitman has bought into that. And obviously the results are there. They were a one seed last year. It's only the fourth time in history they've been a one seed. So when you can do that and you've got a team that's a one seed, you're coming back, you've got another top 10 team. I personally, after watching them play in workouts, wow, they might be better than that. So uh, Brad Underwood's – the amazing thing to me, though, and we'll talk more about this later, is you're, you have a guy who has a top 10 team after losing a, you know, a, the Big Ten – one of the top players in the Big Ten, and I would assume – and three assistant coaches in the offseason, and here we go. We're just not missing a beat. Not to mention a top 20 recruiting class already, which is going to keep getting better. Yeah, and, and I'll tell you a couple things. First off, um, Josh Whitman, you know, showed he meant business with, with the offer that he made to Orlando Antigua, despite Orlando going to Kentucky. Um, he basically sent a message that Illinois is no longer the attaboy school who bows out when um, money comes into play. Second thing is, is when I was, you know, at a couple of tournaments here down in uh, Dallas, when Coach Underwood walked in um, and he walked down aisles between two, you know, sets of games on either side for two or three courts in a row, it was like a glad handing convention. There was almost every coach there wanted to, you know, fist bump him or elbow bump him. And there is a clear, clear delineation in the minds of other college basketball coaches who Coach Underwood is and the, the, the respect that they showed him uh, was big. 
And it was something that was well worth watching. And, and really, when you can see your peers respect you, that means a lot more than, than press or, or, you know, fans. And that's exactly what I witnessed down here in Dallas. Yeah, and I think he's got that. To your point, he's got that respect. There's no question uh, right now among his peers and, again, among Josh Whitman. When we had Josh on the Sports Spectacular a couple of weeks ago, he, he made the comment then that he understands that the college basketball landscape is changing. There is a void there that is waiting for someone to be filled. And I think he feels like, why can't we as Illinois basketball uh, do that? Uh, you know, that's one place, again, that journey for him began four years ago. His journey in football begins right now this year, the first-year coach, Brett Bielema. Uh, a, a tough contest this week. You know what? It, it, it would feel easier if Illinois could have finished the game last week against Maryland uh, and go into this game 2-2 two and two instead of 1-3. and three. Uh, but, uh, guys, uh, Brad, I'll start with you. Um, you, know, you got to find a way to put this, uh, put this behind you and, and get a, get a win against when you're on the road in the big 10, none of these are easy. Yeah. Can I, can I mention that we're inside of 50 days till basketball practice? Oh, <laughs> sorry. sorry. No, uh, I, I agree with you. It, it would have been nice to win that game. I feel like that would have been a, a good, you, you feel so much better just by pulling out that game or the UTSA game and being two and two right now. Um, and, and you know, the thing is they're, they're only a couple plays away from being three and one too. So I guess that's one way to look at it. And if we're thinking positively. Yeah. And I think the three and one thing really the, the lack of being three and one and being one and three is something that, that goes right into Bielema's wheelhouse because he talks so much about, you know, taking care of things today and not wasting the time thinking about tomorrow and if they had taken care of business, even with a roster that may not be as talented due to, you know, things beyond the control of the players or the staff right now, if they had taken care of business, this team would be three and one and his football 101 would be a total truth in the minds of those players. And hopefully he can leverage that to get improved performance because I'm going to go out on a limb here. I actually think this Purdue game is more winnable than what I felt uh, either Virginia or Maryland was. And, and I really feel like this team can win this game, but it's not my opinion that matters. It's within those guys wearing the Illini helmets. That's what really makes a difference. Yeah, there's no question. We're going to talk more later on here in the show. Uh, some things that, uh, that he talked about in his uh, press conferences earlier this week in terms of uh, injuries and not having uh, the three guys who touched the ball the most, having them on the field at the same time, um, and even made a comment as well in terms of you know the guys that he wants to bring into this program, and there are some guys that, that he's keyed on early on here, and we'll discuss all that here at the Sports Spectacular. We've got lots, lots of football on the way still. Scott Ritchie from the Champaign News Gazette will offer his thoughts on Illinois after due. It's coming up in just a little bit. But up next, though, it's Mike DeCourcy of the Sporting News on our Newsmaker line right here on the Illini Guys Sports Spectacular, powered by IlliniGuys.com. Planning to repair or upgrade your home or place of business? Whether it's a leaky roof, windows or door, worn out siding or paint, outdated kitchen, bathroom, or basement, look no further than HX Home Solutions, your one-stop shop for remodeling inside and out. Trusted by Chicagoland since 1950, find out why HX gets an A-plus rating by the Better Business Bureau. Call today, 224-880-6000. That's HX Home Solutions, 
224-880-6000. Mention code NCAA and schedule your free estimates. Once again, 224-880-6000, HX Home Solutions. Are you tired of your website making your business look bad? Is your current web developer dropping the ball? Let's face it, if your website isn't making you money, it's broken. Let Neon Rain create a website that turns your visitors into customers. Neon Rain has worked with hundreds of businesses across North America, building custom websites and applications with modern designs that are easy to update and work well on mobile devices. They can do it for you too. What sets Neon Rain apart? They actually deliver on their promises. Call today for a free consultation 303-957-3092 that's neon rain at 303-957-3092 or visit them at neonrain.com right back here on the Atlanta guys sports spectacular presented by atlantaguys.com and we have on the show um there's always a treat when this gentleman comes on, we had him on a podcast back earlier this year on I and the Illini, and he has um, been so gracious to come on uh, the this, this show today. Uh, one of the top basketball writers and analysts of our generation, Mike DeCourcy of the Sporting News. You also see him on Big Ten Network and on Fox Sports, and he joins us now here on the Sports Spectacular on our Newsmaker line presented by UC Bank. Uh, Mike, good to see you. Oh, great to see you too, Larry. Absolutely. Uh... Uh, and good luck. I mean, uh, congratulations on the uh, I said good luck last time. Congratulations on on the growth of the Illini guys. It's really fun to see. It's, uh, you know, you know how much I respect I have for you. So uh, to have your voice amplified in the college sports sp- space is tremendous. I, I appreciate that. And, you know, that respect is reciprocated. You and I go back uh, more years than what we probably uh, would have <laughs> uh, But I, as you know, I've been a huge fan of yours for a long time. And, and uh, it's great to, uh, to be a colleague of yours for so long as well. Um, you know, I want to talk very quickly with uh, some of the things that I want to get to in, in this space. But uh, let's start with this summer. Um, you know as much about college basketball as anybody. Did, can you ever recall a summer like this with, the transfer portal and NIL, it just, it, it, the word unprecedented, I can't think of any other word to describe what we just went through. Well, it's exactly right. That's the exact word. Uh, we haven't had anything like this in college sports and I've been covering it since 1984 uh, full time. So uh, I, I, I know the space uh, in, I believe it was 84, right around there, 84, 85. I can't remember the exact year uh, that we had the, um, the Supreme Court decision on the Oklahoma Georgia case relative to college football television. And that's probably the only inflection point that's similar to this. It really, it really ultimately changed everything uh, because the, the constraint on televising college sports uh, went away and was opened up to everyone. And so that really changed everything in terms of how we as consumers would would be presented college sports, college basketball, the the, uh, the, the everything that I do really, Fox Sports, uh, Big Ten Network, uh, the you know the various uh, ESPN platforms, all of that grew from that Supreme Court decision, uh, and so that's the last time we had something similar to this. Now you're talking about with name, image, and likeness. Uh, players being able to make money while they're in while they're in school uh, to endorse a product to to to, to create a business uh, 
uh, on YouTube or or, uh, Instagram, whatever it might be, all these different things that they can do now, uh, autograph signings. Uh, and then, and at the same time, you have the immediate transfer. Uh, the you know it, it, the, the transfer portal gets a lot of heat that it doesn't deserve because what the transfer portal did, and it was introduced three four years ago, was take away that awkwardness of no you can't go there. Yeah, you go ahead and leave, but you can't go there. Or you know I'm not even going to release you to anywhere. I mean that 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 was all you know it, for a, the longest time a coach's prerogative, and it was always awful. It had no business in college sports. So the transfer portal eliminates that. But the difference is now uh, you go into that portal and you can come out the other side and be able to play right away. Immediate eligibility is the difference. That's that's new. And that changes a lot. And I'm not sure that I believe I'll ever be convinced that it's changed for the better. I know there are a lot of athlete advocates who believe that uh, athletes were getting a, a raw deal by not being able to compete immediately. I don't believe that. I, I, I think that more athletes will be used in this current circumstance. I've always just used it as, uh, you know, it's, it's, since it's my sport, basketball, uh, I, you know, I'm a coach and I need 12 minutes a game from a power forward. That's all I need. If I've got that, you know, I can win this thing. I can win my league. I can make the final four, whatever the goal is, if I can get that 12 minutes. And so then I take a player in, and he thinks he's going to come in and start, or she thinks that she's going to come in and start. Uh, and instead they play that 12 minutes and then maybe my team does what I want, but the kid, the athlete doesn't get the experience that he or she thought was coming and also loses, you know, maybe a lot of credits academically and falls behind and maybe doesn't graduate and all those kinds of things. So I, I'm never going to be a super big fan of the immediate eligibility for anything other than graduate transfers. But it's all impacted the entire game. And, of course, you'll see that all across college basketball this winter with players who will compete uh, immediately. And, uh, look, I, I'm not going to take that out on the players or the teams that have them but because that's the rule now, and they are following the rule. Yeah, I, here's, here's my concern, and I, I completely agree with that. My concern is and I'm going to use a player you've heard of from about 20 years ago who now is rising in the coaching ranks He's in the Bulls organization named Henry Domerkant. Henry Domerkant was an outstanding four-year player for Eastern Illinois, my alma mater. Um, If a player like Henry Domerkant existed today, and he had two outstanding years for a program the size and the level of EIU, what's to say he doesn't jump to an Illinois or a Big Ten school um, with no issues? Uh, and he could go play right away. And so, in, in essence, the EIU, if you get a Henry Domercant, if you develop a Kevin Duckworth, you just become a feeder school to, to those bigger programs. Um, at the same time, if you're a kid who goes to a larger school, you can then transfer down and go right away, kind of like you can in football if you go down to, to 1AA. I, I, that's my concern is that I worry about that part of the game where you're not going to have the Steph Curry's at a Davidson and having that kind of, that kind of storyline, the, the David versus Goliath NCAA tournament, because in today's play, a Steph Curry would transfer to Duke or would transfer to North Carolina. Good possibility that, that you know, I, I will say that uh, I know this relationship between Steph and Bob McKillop well, and uh, it was pretty firm. So I, I think that in that sense, it is incumbent upon the coach to have that relationship with their athletes. 
The difference with Henry, and Henry's an interesting case because Eastern Illinois never got good as a result of having Henry on right. their team. Uh, they were never able to fill out a, a, a roster around him that threatened really to make the NCAA tournament. And so I think that's a difference that that athlete is really, you're going to have a really hard time hanging on to him or her uh, because, you know, they're playing great and they're playing a lot and scoring a lot of points or whatever, but they're not having the team success. So, you know, they get to the senior year maybe, and they think, well, I put in three years and, 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 and this isn't happening. You're not getting players around me who can get this done. And I can go and I can walk right into the starting lineup at, uh, at Kentucky or Duke or Carolina or wherever, uh, Illinois, um, and they have got a spot for me and, and I can get in and I can get into the NCAA tournament because we're going to be good. And so I understand that desire. And, and I was really fully in favor of it when it was exclusive to graduate students. Uh, I was really fully in favor of that. And I understand the athlete wanting that now in, in that circumstance, because he or she has put in that, you know, that time, the, the ones that are a little bit bothersome are the ones who, you know, go to a, uh, low major, mid-major school, have a great freshman year, and then all of a sudden decide they're too big for the place they're at. That's not always going to work out. Um, it's not always going to lead to superstardom at the next, you know, at the higher level of division one. All in all, I, I still think that year in residence has great value. And, and here's another part of it. You know, I talked about that using the athlete to get to 12 minutes or whatever. Under the old rule, for a coach to take a transfer was a massive investment because you're taking a, a spot on your roster, obviously the, the expense of having that player around and that player could not do anything for you for 12 months from a competitive advantage standpoint. You couldn't score you any points, couldn't rush for any yards in football, couldn't hit any home runs in baseball, whatever it might be. Uh, they couldn't do that. Um, but you know, but you had to say, I'm in anyway, because I think this player is going to be good for my program and we're going to be good for him or her. So I, I, I don't agree with that part of it. But again, I'm accepting of it because it's the rule. It's what, I, what they decided on. Uh, there will be athletes who benefit from it. And I hope that, you know, I hope it's universal. I don't expect that it will be, but I hope it is. Yeah, yeah. Talk with Mike DeCourcy here, the Sporting News here on the Newsmaker Line presented by Busey Bank. I want to talk about one more thing before we move on. Name, image, likeness. Um, I, I, I think the time has come. I know there are those who are against it. Um, where, where do you stand on this? Is, is the, the time there in terms of the economics of college sports that these players can make a few dollars off their likeness? Fully in favor of that. Absolutely. Uh, especially, you know, we go back to circumstances. I believe the young man's name was Darnell Autry, if I remember correctly. I, I, I remember Darnell Autry playing for Northwestern. I believe this was his circumstance. He was an, he, he had, he was an actor and had an opportunity for a role. Uh, and I'm sorry if it wasn't Darnell, it was another Northwestern player, but he had an opportunity for a role and, and the NCAA rules for, forbade uh, him from taking the, uh, taking the acting gig. And that, it's just, that is ridiculous. And that can't, that had to stop. And other things like uh, Johnny Manziel signing autographs. And look, he knew the rule, so that's a problem, but that rule had no good purpose. It's not, it's not reasonable to the athlete. Uh, so I, I'm fully in favor of that. I'm not a big fan of the big rich booster, uh, whatever, who, you know, does the blanket, if you play for this school, you get $800, whatever it is. I, I, we don't need that. Yeah, yeah. If you have a legit reason for, you know, th this player, this athlete can help market your product. 
cool, do it. But the other stuff, I'm not super big fan of. Yeah, and that's where I think that there's going to have to be some kind of legislation or rules. Right now, it's the wild, wild west. And I know you've discovered, I've discovered, there are even some college administrators who aren't sure the, of the rules as you're going through. They're not, they're not quite sure. I've gotten phone calls. People say, can you help me out with this? I think this is how it goes. How do you interpret it? So um, it's uh, certainly going to be uh, uh, evolving, I think, even from here. We'll take a quick time out right here on the Newsmaker Line presented by Busey Bank. More with Mike DeCourcy of the Sporting News, and we continue after a quick break. This is the Atlanta Guys Sports Spectacular presented by AtlantaGuys.com. You have a lot to look forward to growing your family, opening your own business, retiring to travel, leaving your legacy. Busey Bank is here to help you celebrate your life's milestones by putting your money to work with thoughtful advice, trusted resources, and proven results. Busey is proud to be the official bank of the Fighting Illini, a champion for purpose and progress since 1868. Member FDIC. Enjoying the game? Log on to IlliniGuys.com and join in the conversation. Our game room offers real-time chat from our team of experts and analysts to enhance your game experience. And IlliniGuys.com offers insider information on recruiting and team prep that you just won't find anywhere else, with hundreds of articles and podcasts for you to enjoy. Sign up now and become eligible for free $1,000 scholarships. The seven-day free trial makes it a no-brainer. Get in the know with IlliniGuys.com. You're listening to the Sports Spectacular, powered by IlliniGuys.com on the Illini Guys Radio Network. Now, let's get back to the studio. Sports Spectacular continues here, and uh, Mike DeCourcy, uh, so kind to, to stay with us. You should know that Mike and I, when we talk on occasion, uh, it could go for hours. We're going to make this just a few minutes uh, because we know <laughs> that you guys don't have hours listening, uh, whether you're on one of the radios at our network or uh, on the podcast version on IlliniGuys.com uh, later on uh, over the weekend or next week. Uh, Mike, let's talk about this, uh, uh, the changes in college basketball. Roy Williams is, is gone. Um, Mike Krzyzewski is on his way out. You, you got to think that Jim Bayheim, after his son's graduate, is probably going to uh, hit the door. It's a real change right now in the landscape of, of what has been the norm in college basketball. Yeah, we, we've been blessed uh, as those who follow college basketball, men's college basketball, to, to see all these tremendous uh Hall of Fame level basketball coaches that we've seen from from Jim Calhoun and uh, and, and obviously Dean Smith back in the day, Bob Knight, uh, and now this generation of coaches, including Roy Williams and Mike Shashevsky and, and Jim Beheim uh, and Tom Izzo, and obviously the you know the everybody hits the the end of their of their uh, careers at some point, uh, and sometimes it's maybe not chosen. I mean, obviously Jim. Calhoun was was a health issue. He just had too many stacking up on the, on each other, and it wasn't really, you know, it was really hard for Connecticut because he he had so many things that were were keeping him out of games, and he ultimately decides to step away. and And I think it was smart for him because he's been much healthier the last six or seven eight years. So good for him, and uh, and he and he actually got back into it at the, I believe it's a D three level because he just loves coaching so much. You know, for Mike, uh, you know, he's he's stuck around for as long as he has and done such amazing work uh, with Duke and the U S men's national team. Uh, it's been great to see. And, you know, I've enjoyed my association with him over the last 20, 30 years. Uh, it's been tremendous. Uh, he, he, he's been a real gentleman, always generous with me. 
I'm going to miss him being a part of it. Absolutely. Uh, but that's the, the nature of the sport. You know, John Wooden retired once upon a time and, uh, and, and the game goes on. And so uh, we're going to miss these guys as they exit. But we also still have Mark Few and we still have Jay Wright uh, and we still have uh, so many great coaches around the country. And, and, and we have the next generation of, of significant coaches like Mick Cronin at UCLA. Uh, and Scott Drew, the reigning NCAA champion. There, there, there are always new uh, and fresh ideas and fresh approaches. And what will be interesting to see, Larry, is, you know, will Scott Drew still be doing it when he's when he reaches 65, 70? Uh, will Mick Cronin still be doing it when he reaches 65, 70? Uh, th- those are all interesting, uh, you know, questions that, of course, we can't have answers to. You know, the funny thing I will say that interacting with some of those coaches, not, not Mick and, but some of the coaches that are now in their sixties uh, over, you know, cause they're about, they're my contemporaries uh, and interacting with them, you know, 10, 15 years ago, they'd look at somebody uh, that, you know, like Jim Calhoun and say, man, there's no way I'm coaching when I'm <laughs> out of this, you know, and now they're there and they're like, I don't have to go anywhere. <laughs> I'm making a lot of money. I'm, I'm dealing with young people. This is pretty cool. I don't see the exit door being that invite. Yeah. So it, 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 they always at that, you know, at that younger age are thinking how cool it will be to, you know, to retire onto the big pile of money they're accumulating. And then they get up to it and they think, yeah, this is fun. I don't want to go. I'm, I'm up against a local break. We've got to stop just one more time. And then I will ask Mike DeCourcy of the Sporting News his thoughts on this year's Illini basketball team. This is the Illini Guys Sports Spectacular on the Illini Guys Radio Network. Line Eye Guys Sports Spectacular continues now. Larry Smith here with Mike DeCourcy of the Sporting News. Um, you know, when you and I talked back in February, you were the first national person to to call out Illinois as a team uh, that was a serious contender. And boy, you were right. At that point, they 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 ran off a series of wins, um, had huge success. Um, even when Io DeSumo went down, I mean, I, I've joked that the the win at Michigan. Uh, I've compared uh, that to it was a beatdown of major proportions. It was the worst loss by a top two AP ranked team at home since 1995. And they did it while Io was doing his Jean-Claude on the side from Ricky Bobby, sipping macchiatos, watching it because he wasn't even a part of it. And yet they just they just just destroyed them. Um, and and Illini Nation, we took great pride in that. Uh, the, the, so kudos to you uh, for seeing that in that team. They didn't have the March success that they would have liked. Iowa's gone, but talk with the Illinois coaches. They think this team actually has greater potential than last year's team. Well, you lose an NBA player in Io, so it, I, I'm always a little bit skeptical of that. And and the other thing is that you knew Io was going to be a great player coming in. What you didn't know, and and what I what I wrote about prior to Io's final season was, if he comes back and he shoots forty percent from three then it's worth it. If he doesn't put in the work, and of course we know Iowa is a hard worker, but if he doesn't pull it, put in the work and gain the confidence to shoot that 40, then he should probably just go chase the NBA. But he did, and it worked out great for him. And he became a, you know, he probably went lower in the draft than he should have, but he became a significant NBA pick and he's going to make a team and he's going to do great. Um, the, The difference with that question, will he shoot 40 or will he just shoot 33 or 32? 
it's a lot different. Okay. Who's going to play? Who's going to be the guy, you know, you know, obviously that Kofi is going to have a significant season. How, how significant is totally up to him. What does he work on? How, you know, how, how does he try to get better? How does he try to make that leap from, you know, really great college, big guy, second team, all American to being a real pro prospect. Cause he can, but he's got, there's, there are things that he's going to work on to do that. And in Io's case was shoot 40% in his case, he's got to be able to guard a perimeter ball screen. If he can't do that, he can't play in the league. If he can do that, he can play for 15 years. It's that simple mm-hmm. to him and how he does that. You know, how do you incorporate that with also helping Illinois be the best possible team it can be? I don't think they're mutually exclusive at all. I think that he can do both of those things. Yeah. Uh, and then, of course, I'm, I am maybe the biggest media fan supporter, whatever you want to call it, in terms of my belief in his talent of Andre Corbello. I think he's terrific. Uh, I think he's going to have a phenomenal year. Um, I, by the end of last year, you saw how often they wanted the ball in his hands even with a guy who was a four-year guy in, 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 um, in what they had, uh, uh, they, you know, it, they, they wanted the ball uh, in Andre's hands as much as they could. He was, he was just terrific at moving the basketball at getting it into scorers hands. Uh, and so I think that him being back in place is enormous for this team. And then you've got two guys in Trent Frazier, and DeMonte Williams, who are rugged, who are, you know, who, who are veterans, who know how to play. Um, though, so you know what you have, but what, you know, what, what can you get? You know, what can you get out of Austin Hutcherson? You know, there's so much buzz and all that, uh, but what can he really do? I mean, he hasn't had to do it at this level. And so what, what can he do it when he starts facing Big Ten defenses and maybe coaches that game plan against him? You know, what can Coleman Hawkins deliver? Um, Omar Payne, uh, I think, you know, the baseline for Omar Payne is exactly what you need. Um, you need the baseline is 15 to 18 minutes a game, depending on how they rotate things, solid, physical, smart, you need all that. He's all of that, but maybe the ceiling is uh, definitely the ceiling is a lot higher than that. Um, and so how rapidly does he progress to that season? I think there are many more questions about this Illinois team than there were a year ago. Mm-hmm. Question, you know, the point, the thing is, if they, if all the answers come affirmatively, then I could see where the coaches would say, yes, we can be better. Um, we can be more consistent. We can, you know, there are things that we can do, but uh, you know, I, I do think that uh, the, the, at least you're not depending as much on freshmen to be difference makers as you were a year ago. Uh, you definitely had to have the freshman be great. And Adam Miller was very good at most things. Um, he was consistent uh, in terms of his effort, his energy. But offensively, here, there, one day, not there, the other day. So, you know, I, you know, you don't have to worry quite as much about that. Andre, you didn't know how long it would take for him to get full command of Illinois' offense. Uh, and so now you don't have as many questions in that regard. And, I, and so I know why the coaches would be really confident going into this year. Yeah, there's no question. And you're right about, about Andre Corbello. And looking at that, I think that one thing that we forget in those three games I'll miss into the year in the Nebraska game at home, which was uh, kind of in the middle of that, um, he almost had a triple double starting in place of Io. Now, remember, 
There have only been four triple-doubles in the history of Illinois basketball, two of them by Io, and yet this freshman almost did it. If, if the, his teammates could have hit a shot, they went cold in the final five minutes. He had eight assists. He, he had some dimes that could have been assists, but they didn't hit the shot. So um, I, I think you're right. I think he is somebody that Brad Underwood said coming out of high school, he called him the best point guard in the country in this class, and people laughed at him. I think that will end up coming true. If he shoots 30, 32, 33%, our insider Brad Sturdy is here with NBA scouts that he may be a first-round pick, even a lottery pick. The NBA scouts love Corbello's game. And I think he, more than anybody, he's the key. His development, his maturity, because they gave him the keys to this team, will be, uh, will, will, will tell how far this team will go. Yeah, I think that's fair, but I that you know I don't have any doubt about him in terms of his ability to play at this level. Now, like you said, he's, I think he shot eighteen percent from three last year. Yeah, it was low. He's not a pro prospect at that level, and he's also somebody who teams can game plan against if he continues at that level because you just sag off of him, and he can counter that a little bit. But it always gives the defense a weapon against that they can use against you if you push that up to the number you talked about. You have to be honest about them. You can't it, it, 32, 33% is not a great percentage for a college player, but you can't totally dishonor that. I mean, if, if, if he makes one out of every three threes and he does all these other things, he's going to punish you. So I, I, I obviously he needed to spend a lot of this off season working on, and again, some of it's technique and form and all that, but another part of it is confidence and belief. I can make this shot uh, that, you know, it, it's, all of us have shot a basketball and we know the difference between believing that that ball is going in and thinking, you know, if I miss this shot, uh, we lose. And so, uh, and, you know, and then, then you're off the court for the next three hours or whatever <laughs> uh, that. So, yeah. So I, I think that it, it's, it's partly technique and, and it's partly confidence, but he's got to get that down to, to in order for Illinois to be the best version of itself. Yeah. Well, uh, you and I have done it again. We have uh, have gone over our time uh, as always, but I do hope we can talk again soon. Uh, once the season does get underway, I want to definitely um, get some thoughts in terms of um, what you're seeing in the opening weeks. And, and again, your projection, because you're always spot on because you know this game. Mike, we appreciate it. Oh, Larry, anytime I will always make time for you. Thank you. Thank you, my friend. Okay, Mike DeCorsi of the Sporting News. You can also see him on Big Ten Network and Fox Sports as well. And a great friend of the Illini guys. And we appreciate um, him taking his time and talents to spend time with us. Hey, quick break right now. We're going to continue with much more here on the Illini Guys Sports Spectacular, powered by IlliniGuys.com. You have a lot to look forward to. Growing your family. Opening your own business. Retiring to travel. Leaving your legacy. Busey Bank is here to help you celebrate your life's milestones by putting your money to work with thoughtful advice, trusted resources, and proven results. Busey is proud to be the official bank of the Fighting Illini, a champion for purpose and progress since 1868. Member FDIC. Planning to repair or upgrade your home or place of business? Whether it's a leaky roof, windows or door, worn out siding or paint, outdated kitchen, bathroom or basement, look no further than HX Home Solutions, your one-stop shop for remodeling inside and out. Trusted by Chicagoland since 1950, find out why HX gets an A-plus rating by the Better Business Bureau. Call today, 224-880-6000. That's HX Home Solutions. 224-880-6000. Mention code NCAA and schedule your free estimate. Once again, 224 224- 
888-6000-HX Home Solutions. Paramedic, firefighter, police officer. Different job titles, one common goal. To keep communities safe. They all risk their lives every day responding to emergencies. Just because they accept their jobs can be hazardous doesn't mean they have to be. Is your workplace safe for everyone? Learn more about the Put Yourself in Our Boots campaign at ourboots.ca. This message brought to you by the John Petropolis Memorial Fund. We are the Illini Guys. Be sure to check out IlliniGuys.com, the premier Illini insider information site. And, uh, man, it was hot and popping all this week. Director of Recruiting Kedrick Prince was on fire with talking to recruits uh guys he was talking to parents yeah well and, and even dads this time not just moms so that's good for kid <laughs> um but no if you if you think about it, it's really been uh now that coaches are back out on the road because we really haven't seen this for over a year coaches haven't been able to go to like in, go into high schools go into home visits and they've had some campus visits this summer and they got to go out on the road this summer but as far as just getting into high schools and getting in to see these kids and getting in-home visits, that hasn't happened until now. So there's all kinds of recruiting news, and kids, Ked and you know, and our other insiders are right on top of that, What's where the Illinois staff is all the time. And the amazing thing is the uh, talent level of the players that they're talking to is so impressive that it really, um, you, you know, you don't want to uh, it not enjoy today's team because this is going to be a great season. But they also keep you wanting more because of the level of people that we're recruiting, and that's really nice. Yeah, no question. Free seven-day trial on IlliniGuys.com. Uh, Larry Smith, Brad Sturdy, Mike Cagley here. Illinois at Purdue. And I get that uh, Illinois fans feel like this is the same old, same old. But, guys, you know, for 57 minutes or so, this team far outplayed expectations last week against Maryland. Yeah, I was terrified for the Maryland game. And, you know, basically it's three more minutes. You know, they've got they've got to play 60 minutes. It's football 101. And I'm sure coach has got the has been telling them that for the whole week. Yeah, it's amazing how when you come down to a game that's that close, they're able to stay in the game. It's the little things then. It's just the small mistakes, whether it's a penalty, it's a poor decision, it's a blocked field goal, which turned out to be pretty big. You throw those things in there, and it's like, man, we, if we'd have just done this one thing or this thing, you win that game. And that, that's where you're at. with uh, where, And if you can get to that level week in and week out where you got a chance to win at the end, I think that's a good uh, transition to the future for Illinois. Maybe they can be that. Maybe they can get there. And, and I agree. And that's, I think that's the next evolution to your point. They were in this, they didn't finish it, but they were in the game. And that hasn't always been the case uh, over the years for more. Let's bring in Scott Ritchie of the champagne news Gazette. The, uh, we like to tease him the veteran uh, writer, although he's uh, so much younger uh, than us, but we love to have him on the show. Scott, welcome back to the show. Thanks for having me on again. And uh, I'll take the, the veteran nod. And also the fact that I am maybe younger than there all you guys. Go. I'm okay with that. <laughs> <laughs> oh great one of the, one of them one, one of those of guys that's right it's a lot of love as long as you know that okay scott look you know one in three is is the kind of start obviously the illinois fans are unfortunately all too familiar with but is there is there anything that feels different to you can we take away the, the positives from the maryland game as we just talked about yeah i think you can and i'm not much of a a moral victory guy because in the end you know wins and losses the real wins and real losses are are what matters it's what you know coaches are, are paid for and what uh, they're fired for if they don't come 
you know, with enough frequency, but just the difference in Illinois defense from let's say the UTSA and Virginia games to the Maryland game um, was stark. And it was a bit of a weird combination where Maryland put up yardage, but not points. So Illinois did enough, you know, with, you know, forcing a couple turnovers and unfortunately didn't maybe take advantage of those once they got the ball, but uh, it was, that was an improvement that you could point to in the Maryland game and say, okay, if you can build from that, that's, that's a positive, but, you know, Brett Bielma's talked a lot about complimentary football since he got hired at Illinois and they didn't have enough of that against the Terrapins. I mean, you mentioned, you know, the, the black field goal. So special teams had a, a miscue there. And then, you know, offensively, you know, Brandon Peters was just super inefficient in the passing game. I mean, I know he gives Illinois you know, more of a, a threat in the vertical passing game, but he has to complete better than what, 38% of his passes and maybe, you know, make a few better decisions when he's in, in the pocket and facing pressure. So Scott, when, when we look at Purdue, uh, is there anything that jumps out uh, to you that maybe, you know, the typical fan might not be aware of or be thinking of before the game? Yeah, Purdue's sort of an interesting team because, I mean, I don't know that I have a great feel for what they are as a team, but they do have some like, great individual players. Um, and I think, you know, maybe the, the first one, since you know David Bell may or may not play with a concussion, their star receiver is on the defensive end, and you know a guy that could give Brandon Peters some trouble, and George Karloftis, and you know, he's going to be in the NFL next year, and he's a really special talent as an edge rusher, and you know everyone just saw Brandon Peters take six sacks against Maryland, and some of those you know he didn't get help from his offensive line, but you know a few of those sacks are squarely on his shoulders from simply you know, holding the ball you know, too long. Um, so, yeah, Purdue's – I mean, you kind of know what to expect from a Jeff Brown offense even when they're missing some of their best players. Like, they're going to go out there and sling it around, maybe put up some points. But I'm more interested in maybe what this Illinois defense – or, excuse me, this Illinois offense can do against a Purdue defense that's not, you know, maybe star-studded but has a, le- a legitimate star up front. Scott, and – Moving ahead, you've talked to the players this week. Do you feel like last week's close call seemed to motivate them? Maybe they're going to be a little more focused to do those de- detailed things? Yeah, and the, I think almost every player I talked to you know, mentioned you know, doing the small things and paying attention to details and not letting maybe these little execution pieces fall by the wayside because they can have – a bigger impact. Um, of course, I mean, that's what they're hearing from the coaches. So it's not surprised that they're, they're echoing that, but that it's in their head. And, you know, they just seemed a little more positive about where they stood as a team after a close loss to Maryland than say in the previous couple of weeks after um, a really disappointing home loss to UTSA that they thought they should win and then just getting run off the field at Virginia. So there's like a better, better positive energy this week. And we'll see if that plus taking care of those, those details can make a difference at Purdue. Do you think there will see any uh, more young players get out there on the field? Well, Brett Bielman's already said that uh, true freshman linebacker, uh, Kenena Odaluga will play at Purdue. Um, so that's another one of, 
not only you know, a freshman, but one of his guys. You know, he recruited Josh McCray, and we've seen his role increase you know, since the, he didn't play in the opener to now where he's the number two back on the team. Uh, DJ Johnson, his guy, you know, is getting you know, more playing time. Kanena, his guy. Um, so there's not a whole lot of them left because, you know, this class was mostly put together when Brett Bielman was hired. But I'm not surprised that maybe it's the one, the true freshman that he recruited that are getting on the field. And then, you know, some of the other younger guys that, that were here already, you know, Seth Coleman, Taz Nicholson, you know, they played over fifth-year seniors against Maryland. And depending on how things shake out, uh, you might see more of them, um, either because they just give Illinois a better chance to win, or if it gets to the point where you start thinking, well, it's time to see what's there for 2022 and beyond. Yeah, great stuff, and, and it's a great perspective on that. Hey, Scott, we're going to leave it there. Uh, always good to talk with you. Scott Ritchie, Champagne News Gazette, does some great stuff. Uh, Newsgazette.com and, of course, to the paper as well. Uh, we look forward to having you come on the show again another time. Yep. Thanks for having me on, guys. All right. Appreciate it. Scott Ritchie, Champagne News Gazette. Be sure to check him out. Uh, he's one of our favorites, so we're a big fan, uh, awful big fans of his work. And we got a quick timeout right here, and then it's time to ask your Brad. Some Illini fans standing by to quiz Mr. Sturdy. That's next on the Sports Spectacular, only here on the Illini Guys Radio Network. You're tuned in to the Sports Spectacular on the Illini Guys Radio Network. Planning to repair or upgrade your home or place of business? Whether it's a leaky roof, windows, or door, worn-out siding or paint, outdated kitchen, bathroom, or basement, look no further than HX Home Solutions, your one-stop shop for remodeling inside and out. Trusted by Chicagoland since 1950, find out why HX gets an A-plus rating by the Better Business Bureau. Call today, 224-880-6000. That's HX Home Solutions. 224-880-6000. Mention code NCAA and schedule your free estimate. Once again, 224-880-6000, HX Home Solutions. You're listening to the Sports Spectacular, powered by IlliniGuys.com on the Illini Guys Radio Network. Now, let's get back to the studio. Illini Guys Sports Spectacular, powered by IlliniGuys.com, the best insider stuff. This past week, the guys, uh, man, on the board, let me tell you, they've been on fire. I mean, be sure to check this out. Don't get left out at lineiguys.com. There has been all kinds of insider stuff. We've got to Kedrick Prince on the way in the next hour to talk more about that in his recruiting roundup. He's a tying his lasso right now. That's what he does when he's not on. Okay. Uh, all right. Listen, when you were growing up and you asked your mom a tough question, Mike, what would she say to you? She'd say, Michael, you ask your dad. That's right. You, you, that's right. You're darn tootin'. That's what she would say. We're not your mama, but we can do you one better. You got a tough question. It's time to ask your Brad. That's right. Presented by HX Home Solutions. Atlanta Insider Brad Sturdy always has the answers, just like dad did. Only he's well, I'll, I'll start off with a real hard one then. <laughs> Small forward Cam Whitmore, top 20 player, is such a special talent, a potential one-and-done player. What's the latest with him, Brad? Well, Whitmore's coming off a visit last weekend to Villanova. Sounds like that will be his last visit, and then he's going to make a decision. It appears that Illinois and Villanova are the two that are he's going to pick from. Most people on the East Coast are going to tell you he's going to pick Villanova. All I can tell you is that Illinois has done a fantastic job. They've had great conversations with him over the past couple weeks. I uh, feel like they've put a really – you know, I guess a 
done a great job selling their program and shown him where he could really be a big factor for them immediately coming into the program. And we'll see what happens. Uh, I, I think the farther he gets away from that Villanova visit is probably good for Illinois. Uh, so we'll see what happens over the next uh, few days and weeks and see what he decides. Oh, that's, that's good stuff. Okay. So Matt from Matt Toon is on right now. Hey, Matt, what's going on? Hey, how are you guys? Thanks for having me. Hey, Brad, um, you know, we've been reading that Illinois is chasing a couple of top 50 kids. Uh, I think they're uh, lead guards in the 23 class in Fears and Boswell. What do you think our chances are with both of them? Yeah, um, Jeremy Fears was actually uh, on campus uh, last weekend for the Maryland football game, part of it anyway, and got to hang out with the guys, watch a scrimmage. Um, Illinois had talked to Kylan Boswell as well and his family, so they've had uh, meetings with all of them. Fears obviously loves Illinois. There's no question he doesn't hide that fact. Um, but at the same time, I think the, the big thing, Illinois has to really you know sell him on where he fits. Uh, same with Boswell. I think those guys would like to play together. And LA just has to do a really good job showing how they can fit together with the guards that they have coming in in 2022 and Jaden Epps and uh, Sincere Harris. And if they can do that, then I think they're going to be in good shape to land those two. They are, they're, Fears is a true point guard. Um, he's a guy who distributes, makes other players better. Boswell is a plays a point. He's like a lead guard. Uh, but he's a guy who can really score the ball in addition to maybe playing point two. So you would have, if you have those four guys, you got four guys who can handle it, pass it, and shoot it, and you could have a really special backcourt for a couple of years. I just think about the length of this year's freshman class with the multi-talented guys of, of, of Harris and Epps in 2022, and then you add these two. My goodness. Uh, boy, that would be a lot of fun. Hey, Matt, thanks for that. Uh, Garrett is on the line now. Garrett from O'Fallon, what say you? Uh, thanks for taking my question. Uh, we're inside of 50 days till basketball practice now, and I was wondering how the new coaches are gelling with all the new faces in the lineup, Brad. Yeah, this is a really good coaching staff. Um, Tim Anderson's excellent at player development. Chester Frazier, as we know, is another guy who's excellent at player development. So is Jeff Alexander, and they've been killing it on the recruiting trail. Um, these three guys are just – I think it's a great staff. Um I know you, you lose a guy like, you know, Orlando Antigua who had all those connections, but I think the cumulative effect of these three guys might be even greater than that. Now, as far as this team right now, they look fantastic. Um, some of these guys who've come in, Omar Payne and Alfonso Plummer, the two transfers are just have been outstanding. Those guys have a chance to be special, you know, watching them a little bit. Um, this past weekend, getting a chance to talk to the coaches and the players and the recruits who watched the scrimmage, they, to a man, they were just impressed by those two guys. Now, obviously, you know you've got Andre Carbello and Kofi Coburn, but, but to add two impact guys like that, it can really make a difference. And then possibly Austin Hutchinson, who I also think has uh, got a chance to make a, a really nice impact to the guys you already have, in, including you know Carbello, Coburn, Frazier, and uh, Williams. It's a special group. That's exciting. That is really exciting. Hey, Matt, Garrett, man, thanks so much for uh, being a lot of guys. Thanks for listening. And uh, we'll talk with you soon. All right. That's ask your Brad, presented by HX home solutions. One hour in the books, but much more to come on the Illini guys sports spectacular.